Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Bros. Different Bros. Yeah, we're coming at you on our third episode, guys. This is absolutely epic. Number three. Yeah, we're so excited about it. We hope you enjoy it. Um, And just before we begin, we want to let you guys know that we had uh, some issues with our sound in this episode, but we are learning. Yeah. yeah. This is a learning process, and we just hope that you guys bear with us. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. We got... Uh, smooth waters up ahead absolutely a couple bumps in the road and that's okay yeah it's okay uh and so real quick uh we hope you guys have checked out our new logo that we have Ooh. shout out to felipe felipe sarmiento there we go uh you can find him at www.felipesarmiento.com and once you go there you'll find all of his lovely instagram information and all that so um we just really hope you enjoy this episode we hope when you are done you have a lot of comments and all that that you can hit us up on our social medias our gmail account two bros diffmos at gmail.com yeah uh and yeah let's get into it here we go yeah so basically what i was talking about or what we were talking about was like positive affirmations and things like that and how people perceive things and all of that yeah and i was um saying that that is how i approach my job uh, when i speak to people mm -hmm. um for me it's just about me having the information because nine times out of ten they don't know anything about you know what they're involved in they have no clue they have no idea about it unless this they is, this is when you're talking to your clients yeah okay. they have no idea like how the system works oh right of course um and they don't know how the bureaucracy works yeah. you know and everything like that and i feel like that that's just common for everything well yeah but for for this it's very important for you to know how it works right absolutely uh and so if you want to get through yeah if you want to get through side. it okay and then also <laughs> if you want to get through it without your rights being violated yeah um and so for me i'll sit there and answer questions all day long and I'm, i'll do it courteously and I'll do it like with honesty because I have information that you need. And I was just thinking about like that. That made me think about all the evictions that are taking place that we were talking about. Okay. Because a lot of people right now uh, may have the assumption that um, because of that federal moratorium on evictions that people just can't. Um, kick you out for not paying your rent. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have a misunderstanding of the protections uh, that you have as a tenant under the, the CARES Act and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's how I look at, you know, like that's how I look at my job and my clients. For me, it's just about giving you that information. Mm -hmm. but so in, in this system, do you think there should be somebody set in place to educate these people? Because if a lot of them aren't aware of this then that means that they're just getting screwed um no because it's really i feel like when you're going through something it's your responsibility, it's your responsibility to, to educate yourself about it because no one is gonna address this situation or no one is going to handle it uh, as well as you do or have as much care for it whatever the situation may be you don't think no, so no no i mean no one has more experience with they it. yeah they may have more experience but they might not have the amount of care that you have for the specific uh like if it's in like if it's an eviction okay. for you it's about losing your home mm -hmm. 
for you, it's about your family possibly being homeless. Yeah. For that person, it's not about that. Although they may uh, empathize with you. Which per the person evicting you? No, the person, I guess, with the experience and the knowledge. And so for me, I feel like that will be maybe an attorney that you might get to help you. Right, but that's what I'm saying is outside of having to pay somebody to tell you all about it, do you think there should be like a service by the people, you know? Um, there, I mean, uh, there probably are things out there like that. I know when I was researching about, um, when I was researching this thing about the evictions that are taking place in Texas and really around the nation right now, um, I saw a lot of like uh, law centers and things like that People, that were. I guess there are even when like um, when all the protests and stuff like that started, there were a lot of people promoting absolutely uh, like law ca law care and and help and or pro law bono. education. Yeah, yeah, all the uh, all these things were like pro bono, and these are the lawyers you can talk to about these things. Or yeah. here's immigration lawyers, or here's civil lawsuit lawyers. So those things were being put out there for people. So I mean, that's good. Uh, for the public from the public right? mm -hmm. some people helping taking care of other people and then also all of these things that we're talking about just just how we found out about them by, by researching it other people can do that as well when things like this happen to you to research but a lot of people um, because uh, they have n never gone through this before possibly especially right now because of COVID-19 I'm sure there are a lot of people who are being evicted from their homes or apartments who have never gone through that before because you know they lost their job because of COVID-19 right or they were told that right like we got into the situation where they were like yo quarantine so only essential quote-unquote essential employees right right so then it was like stay home don't go to work right some people started working from home but some people couldn't do that right? exactly so then it so the government said stay home don't go to work we're not going to help you financially mm -hmm. uh you know we're not going to uh, cancel rent or any of these things well i think that's um true to an extent because there was the stimulus pack the you know the stimulus check that everyone got Albeit that is not a lot of money, right? You know, to last you for a long time. Twelve hundred dollars in the last six months. I get that, but to say that they just said that they're not going to help at all, I think is. I'm just going to say that's not completely okay. So I mean, you know, because they right. did something. Absolutely, can they do more? <laughs> Absolutely. But I guess that does that does sound crazy uh, when that's you think about the way that they will bail out like major banks and shit like that yeah but yeah we'll bail out big banks and corporations and cruise lines and then they're defunding testing sites now right bailed out uh airlines yeah right but i'm just saying and like in general they said they're defunding yeah uh, testing just Trump, in just general what they've done testing. yeah so it's like okay so I, I i retract my prior statement they ain't done shit right um they <laughs> in our general direction you know what? yeah that's right they ain't done a goddamn thing you know because those stimulus checks for most people were gone the same day they got them. Fuck homes. yeah, bro. Kind of where we got started was with uh, that John Oliver video I sent you. Yeah. And he's, um, you know, he's talking about evictions and these types of things. Yeah. And then we just, uh, what's today? Today's July. Today's July third. The 3rd. So uh, rent was due on the 1st. Right. So rent being due on the 1st. Um, what was it? They were they were interviewing people on the streets because they were protesting, trying to get rent canceled and these types of things. At least, mm -hmm. if the government's not going to help us, they even these people are even saying themselves, "What you can bail out banks and all of these other corporations, but you can't help your own citizens." What mm -hmm. is the deal here, right? 
and then people say well you should save for a rainy day right there's this you know ridiculous excuse you should be saving you should be preparing and it's like if you're telling me to save and prepare why aren't the corporations preparing and saving yeah why why am i the only one being held to the standard of that's save true. for a rainy yeah, day why should, yeah they're making billions of dollars over here they can't save some of that shit right Come on. <laughs> yeah Come but on but now. their problem is is they make all this money and then take out more loans <laughs> that they don't know if they're going to be able to satisfy because then you you hit you, things you, like COVID. Right. So these those people were protesting about these things and they were even telling them like it's it's we're at the point where it's pay rent or buy food. Yeah. So, so starve or have a place to live. But they have some very limited protections. But right. it's, you have to know about them and you have to be ready and willing to fight. Sometimes that includes getting an attorney if you which is just crazy yeah. because if they can't pay rent how are they going to get an attorney, an attorney unless it's pro bono which there are things out there that are that are for sure i think these like are definitely that, things that people should look into if anybody knows anybody who's having trouble or if you're having trouble please you know let them know that there are sources there there are pro bono things that they can utilize they just have to look for them so do you know how evictions work like do you know the process um no. I'm going to assume you've never been evicted before. I've never been evicted. I don't okay. know. You know, the, the order of operations. You get in a notice. You might have to go to court. There are court hearings. Okay. These types well, of things. Well, I've never been evicted either, but I did do some uh, research, and I hope that never happens. Well, let me find some wood. Okay. Here we go. Just make sure. That um, was apartment wood. I don't know how good that wood is. <laughs> oh, hell. I don't know. Do a cross. Jesus fix it. There you go. All that. Praise. <laughs> Um, okay, so evictions. This is how it works. Okay, so you're behind on your rent. Okay, and really, it doesn't even have to be you are behind on your rent. If you violate uh, something that's in the lease agreement, what happens is your landlord has to give you a notice to vacate. Um, and that notice to vacate, I think, can be a minimum of three days to really how much. When I was reading it, it was a little confusing. I know that they have to give you a certain amount of time. Right. to vacate the sure. apartment now if you do not vacate the apartment in that amount of time that they give you then they are eligible to file a lawsuit against you that lawsuit basically goes to a judge and the judge the judge decides whether or not you are going to be evicted okay once that happens then they are allowed to like forcibly have you evicted but that has to be done by a constable like right. it's illegal for them even if they have eviction uh you know court orders from or a writ even if they have a writ of what, i think it's you, a writ of detainer what do you think the likelihood of a judge not uh, not passing the eviction well there, i mean there are several reasons because there are several reasons why a judge would not like for instance okay when for sure but what is what is the likelihood what do you think is a light is the likelihood out of any well i mean at the end of the day a judge has to go with what the law says uh they have a lot of they can they can use their uh you know they have a lot of discretionary judgment that they can use but um so but i in general i believe that a judge if it's a if, if it if it's if it's a judge that's going to be a judge in every sense and character of the word i mm -hmm. guess you're just going to use that discretionary judgment that you are are allotted by the law. But at the end of the day, you do have to go what the law says. So because... Well, you don't have to you, do what the law says, but you can't go against the law. 
I mean, you can't go against the law, but I mean, ain't no no judge is going to make a judgment on something that they know can be overturned by a higher a higher court. Like every judge hates to have their their rulings overturned. There ain't any judges out there listening. Correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I believe that every like no judge likes for e- that to happen. Even so, even people who are meant to be objective in their rulings have egos. Hell yeah, they some of the. They probably some of the main ones with egos because judges can do whatever the fuck they want to. So, I, ha- yeah. so, so ask yourself, how fair is the justice system really? I mean, we know it's not, but right. that's just how it's set up. That's, you know? I mean, it's a rhetorical question, yeah. right? Like, we already know the answer. But I think that uh, when it comes, because, I mean, really at the, you know, we have laws for a reason. And really at the end of the day, it does come down to... Um, a a money issue or a business need i understand i mean and and i'm just saying i'm saying in let's just say in normal operating times not right now because it's covid and like things are crazy shit part of me would be inclined to be like okay i'll leave and we'll see how we'll see who's gonna pay you rent in a time like this well that's why i saying that's why i was saying like in to your question about like what judge would uh, what was your question? What, what judge what, would what, like? Yeah, what's the likelihood of a judge just saying, "Yeah, no, you're not going to evict them. Don't evict them." Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yes. You can be evicted. I just think it depends. I mean, you can. There are judges that it's all that probably would do that. Because I mean, there are there are judges that probably would do that. But all they're doing really is buying that person a little more time. For sure. Because that person, the landlord, is definitely going to appeal that ruling, especially if uh, especially if they had everything in order when they were trying to evict someone. So. Well, like you said, uh, so I mean, let's talk about the process again. As a tenant, uh-huh. even if you are being evicted, in scenarios, you still have like up to six months to vacate. Now you don't have that long as a tenant. What if you own a house? What if you're leasing a house? You don't have that long. You have, like, right. like I said, the process. They they have to give you a notice to vacate. Uh-huh. Um, they have to they have to serve that to you. Okay. Like, uh, and you have to be out within the allotted amount of time that they give you on the notice to vacate. Okay. Um, and if you're not, then they take then it to court. They then they have the, the right to it. file the lawsuit. Right. And so the then judge, the judge yeah. approves it. And then if the judge approves it, it has to be presented by a constable. Yes. Or then, like a just a, a law enforcement officer. Oh. Usually it's a constable, though. And when they um, when the constable like brings that order to you, mm-hmm. it's usually an immediate thing because like because oh, yeah. they're not going to come back. And so it's not like right. a. You have this amount of time to it's, get out. It's time to go yeah. right now. When they, it's when the constable comes, get your shit and let's go. Mm-hmm. Like period. Even if that's why, like that, and so you have, like I said, like that amount of time, which usually I'm gonna say probably. You got ten minutes. Depend, depending, no, I mean like when you know if someone is going through the eviction process, let's just say they give you thirty days, which usually I think I think I think maybe that may be average, fifteen to thirty days to vacate. Okay. So let's just say about a month on yeah, average. Sure. They let's give you 30, 30 days. days. And then if you don't, they take that to court. And that process, depending on how backed up that court is, can be however long. Who knows? It, yeah, but you don't have to like leave. Until you go through that process? Until, until the judge signs Says those orders and it's presented to you by the constable. Okay. So okay, okay, okay. So really it's just depend. It, it, it all really falls on the judge and how busy the court system is. Yeah, but I mean, there are reasons that your um, an eviction petition can be 
or a lawsuit can be uh, thrown out by a judge like for instance right now because of COVID-19 they signed the CARES Act I be, believe it was like what March 19th or some shit like that it was in March mm-hmm. uh, when they signed that there was a federal mor- moratorium on evictions put in place um, until July 25th I believe um, and so what the CARES Act did for uh, tenants is if you lived in a place or like a, a renter's home, an apartment or anything like that, uh, that received any kind of federal funding from the federal government. So if they received any money from the federal government or vouchers, you know, things like medic, uh, not Medicaid, uh, um, housing mm-hmm. and things like that. If that landlord received money from the federal government, then under the CARES Act, you cannot start the eviction process until July 25th. And then the CARES Act gave you uh, the until July 25th plus 30 days. So basically, they have to do they have to wait until July 25th, I believe, to uh, give you the the notice. notice to vacate. And they have to give you 30 days from July 25th to vacate. So they can't even uh, file the lawsuit in court until August 25th. But you have to know that you're, like if your tenant is trying to kick you out, you have to know that they receive federal uh, funding in order to, you know, prove that they can't kick you out right now. So what a ridiculous stipulation. Um, I think inside, so on How am I supposed to know that my apartment complex received federal funding? Well, on May 19th, the Supreme Court of Texas um, lifted the whatever ban they had on uh, evictions in Texas Mm -hmm. and said that they could uh, convene, I think, like the following week. um, Yeah, or something Mm -hmm. like that. They lifted a ban on evictions for one week. No, no, no. They lifted a ban and said that you could resume evicting people, I believe, like the following week. That's when people could start evicting people again. And this was on May 19th that they put, like, this ruling came down. And in that ruling, they had a stipulation that says that the, when the landlord turns in the affidavit to the court um, to ask for the eviction order to be put in place, against whatever tenant that they are uh, trying to get evicted. They have to put in that affidavit that they do not receive any kind of federal funding from the U.S. government. And so if they put that statement in there and then it turns out that they do receive mm-hmm. money from the federal government, then that eviction lawsuit would what be if thrown they just out. Lie? So the thing is, they can lie because the it is not the judge's responsibility yeah. to find out whether or not that person is like the judge handles hundreds of cases of a day. Probably Why does the so. Judge care? Yeah, and he's not going to go and try to find out if this cool. person you know receives federal funding. So, so that's why that's well that's why people have to do their research. You have to find out. <laughs> Uh, you have to find out. I, I hope you know all this shit if you're getting evicted. Yeah, that's why you got to do your research. Of course, I want to do your research. Because I found this all very so like, easily. Well, so. what's going to happen here is um, people aren't going to get evicted anytime soon, right? But when they do start getting evicted, if they are being evicted, because rent is just backing up, they're not getting rid of it. Um, well, no, bro. Like there, there are eviction proceedings taking place. Like, right. Now, yeah. Right. But they won't be evicted tomorrow. I mean, right? There's going to be a process. Depending on when that uh, the, the proceedings are happening, and they're happening 
via Zoom. Mm, yeah, that's right. Because why? Uh, because well, because COVID. Corona. COVID and yeah. Oh, so I'm kicking you out of I'm kicking you out of your house <laughs> because we told you not to go to work because Corona. And now that I'm going to kick you out of your house, I'm going to tell you I'm kicking you out of your house, but over a screen because Corona. You know. I mean, I get what, what you're saying. What is the irony here? I get what you're saying. <laughs> that 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 is very crazy. But at the end of the day, and I'm going to sound really shitty for saying this, but it's true. It's the reality of 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 our uh, capitalistic system. Right. Um, the depending on you know who the landlords landlords are, because some landlords can definitely afford to let their you know their uh, renters or their tenants yeah, well, not pay rent for a because while. some landlords didn't save for a rainy day <sighs> the crazy thing is that these people who um like who fall under the moratorium who are protected by it mm -hmm. their rent doesn't you know they're still being charged rent uh so that shit doesn't go away like yeah. you still got to pay this bill and that's what i'm saying yeah is it's it's just stacking up yeah and they're not doing anything yeah and they don't have a job because covid right yeah so um oh you know what speaking of that i'm sorry okay so i looked up the unemployment numbers for texas damn where i write this <laughs> i wrote it down yeah as of June 25th, I wrote it down on a different piece of paper. Oh, maybe you know what? Maybe ah, here we go. Is the next page. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so, as of June 25th, there were 2.7 million unemplo unemployment claims filed in Texas since the middle of March. Two million. 2.7 million. Yeah. People yeah. in Texas. And then you know, if you if you think about it, um, it's crazy because. The economy was seeming to rebound rather quickly. The it was rebounding faster than they... It, it always rebounds. It's a cyclical yeah. thing. It's never going to be as bad as people imagine it to be. And you need to just chill out and things will start to go back to the way they were. So what I um, felt like is that if we would have just stayed shut down like we were at first and completely suppressed this thing or at least gotten it under better control I mean, than we, we've we had it. Good. We were trending downwards. I'm, yeah, we were trending downwards. And then uh, people started reopening. Florida yeah. reopened, California, yeah. Texas. We followed suit, and it was Just like, yeah, soon. This, was a, I mean, the, this was a terrible idea. Yeah, like, and, but I, you know, what you're seeing is, because we had a pretty good economy before. It was, it was okay. You know, and then you start to see it go down because I mean, we as, shut as, down, by of standards? course. What you mean, like by whose standards was the economy yeah. okay? By the history of it, yeah. By the history of it, I, so as I far mean, as the Nasdaq and the Dow are concerned. Uh, no, not even just that. Just as far as like uh, even unemployment among everyone, and then among minority groups, unemployment was a little better. Right. So the only issue that I have with unemployment is that unemployment is based off of the number of people who are filing for unemployment. Yes, that's true. And and, and this is how creating quote unquote new jobs is also determined is by people filing for unemployment going down yeah. there are no new jobs that are being created by a president this is not what this is yeah that's a fallacy i it's, don't know why people because yeah, like no president is starting companies uh, and, right you know Th this this phrase of creating jobs get that shit out of your head because that's not what it is i my my thinking is that they say that because maybe a president can do things to open uh well, like or give more opportunities to yeah like trump trump did the, his whole spiel was about coal 
He's like, we're going to bring back Cole. That was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. He didn't bring back Cole. Yeah. But, well, one thing <laughs> that I feel, since we're talking about this, because we were talking about it earlier, one thing that I just absolutely hated that came out of the Trump administration was this 2017 tax cut. Now, that's something that is written by policymakers and things like that. Yeah. But they did a terrible job doing that to me. Well, uh, this is... Cause we were talking about these corporations who don't pay... Who don't pay federal income tax. Yeah. Right. And where that money could go. <laughs> right. Because we're talking about people getting evicted from their homes mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they need... Uh, Public housing. You know, there you go. Yeah. So, this, yeah, this was another thing we wanted to talk about, right? So, uh, when it comes to companies, uh, what is it, Forbes or Fortune 500 companies that mm-hmm. don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in 2017, it was a minimum of 100 companies. In uh, 2018 or 2019, it was at least 60 of the top uh, Forbes 500 Mm -hmm. companies, including Amazon, Netflix, Goodyear. uh, The list goes on. Activision, Blizzard. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, To me, the worst part about that is that these companies, not not only did they not pay taxes, a lot of them got... Millions of yeah, dollars, millions of dollars back in, in rebates. Yeah, rebates uh, from the U.S. government. It's just like that is that is, you know, things like that mm-hmm. uh, are some of the things that we talk about. You know, talk about because like it's ridiculous that all of this uh, happened, and then you got people out here losing their homes yeah. and uh, their kids on the street and being homeless. Meet. Yeah, d- uh, trying to decide whether or not to pay. Uh, rent or or buy food. Yeah, uh. just just on a just a brief side note on the evictions thing. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, if this continues and it goes through, we're gonna go from a economic crisis mm-hmm. into a homelessness crisis. Oh, absolutely. So Without just think about yeah. That's just a, just a little side note. Don't forget, people getting evicted. Uh, you know, Forbes five hundred companies not paying federal income tax. Uh, and people out here being homeless. So that is, a, but that is a shame. Seventy-six percent, I think, of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Seventy-six percent. Uh, and if these, if in, if that number is even close to the number of people getting evicted or losing their jobs mm-hmm. or becoming homeless and having an eviction on their record, which would make it more difficult for them to have a home later on. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we about to be in a in a big deep hole. But back to these and companies, that's, and that's ridiculous because you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but like just to say, even. Like with these people that are possibly getting evicted, that mm-hmm. follows people for That's what I'm saying. a long time. Like even it's, it sits if sits on your record and it looks yeah, real bad. Yeah, because then uh, what is that called? Your, Try your having a renters. Felony. Yeah, your renters' history. Like even if even if that case is dismissed mm-hmm. against you because you it's t- somehow found out how to uh, pay the rent, yeah. or you know that is still in your record, and yeah. they don't come back and say, well, you know, yeah, even though they were two months behind, mm-hmm. two months behind in a in a global health pandemic, uh, without a job, they were yeah. still able to turn up and and have the money, which their is why the case was died. dismissed. Their grandma died of yeah. corona, and they got uh, a little bit of inheritance, so oh, they were terrible. able to survive. This is what happened. Their family members died. And they left them some of the money that they had so they could pay their rent. But because you were served that eviction notice, it's not going away ever. That's crazy. Yeah. So these companies, uh, Amazon made like $11 billion. 
uh, Netflix, you know, millions of dollars. They get millions of dollars in refunds or rebates from the government. Um, and uh, if they were paying the mandatory mm-hmm. 21%. And that was just changed because of that 2017 yeah. tax It law. used to be 35%. 35%. So not only did they not ever pay taxes, they lowered the amount of uh, required uh, federal tax that they should pay, mm-hmm. and they still don't pay that. Mm-hmm. Right? So all these Trump supporters who thought that Trump was going to give them more money, they didn't get any of that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did they at, really think that? Uh, of course they did. And they will even tell you that they get more money back. The average person uh, gets about 30 extra dollars a month or 30 extra dollars a paycheck. Mm-hmm. So maximum average $60 a month or $64. Oh, so they, they get that because of the 2017 tax. Right. Because that of this. Big, crazy. Yeah. So while these companies are raking in millions of dollars, average Joe over here who, you know, would die for that flag and bleeds red, white, and blue and loves Trump until the cows come home, mm-hmm. he's only making about 60 bucks a month. You know, and that is so annoying to me to think about that and then also know and understand that these companies who already make billions of dollars mm-hmm. and don't have to pay anything and don't have to pay no taxes are they living on and hard then times? they get money back and i mean they get millions of dollars yeah. back in rebates it, and they it, usually it, use those rebates for like bonuses and shit like um that. i think between uh in 2018 the uh, in total between all of the 60 companies that didn't pay federal income tax uh their refunds equaled 4.16 million dollars I think it was four points. You said four points. It was four point six billion, right? You mean like in re- rebate? Yeah, I think it was only yeah, billions. It, you sure? Because it went to the. You mean it was for? Because um, I know that I know what you're talking about, and I thought it was billion because you know that was the amount that went to all of these companies, right? Yeah. Because and and this was for 2019. They made a total of in profit. They made a total of seventy nine billion dollars. Paid no income oh, taxes. It's four point three billion in yeah, collectively. Re- yeah, collectively. So that's how much they got back all together. Yeah. And in profit, they all made collectively seventy nine billion. Paid no taxes, and then get four billion back collectively. I saw a breakdown of that, and it was saying. Uh, this, this is what it says: If they paid the twenty one, the statutory twenty one percent, they would owe collectively sixteen point four billion in federal income taxes. That's, that's crazy. Um. Sorry, it doesn't say collectively. It just says they would owe sixteen point four billion in federal income taxes. I'm what sure that we do. I, I bet that's collective because I mean all of that yeah, other shit was. Collective. I would imagine. Yeah. What do you think we could do as a nation with an extra sixteen point four billion dollars? I mean, the programs that you could fund um, would be. Would be great. I mean, because yeah. you could give well, let's not and not even thinking like in terms of like a stimulus or anything like that. Yeah, I just mean programs like after school care. Anything. Yeah. Anything, right? Just anything good. Fixing roads. Uh, more funding for. Oh education, my God, roads. <laughs> you know everything. Everything. You know, but here's the thing: on the gra- in the grand scheme of things, sixteen point four billion is not a lot. That is not a lot, which is crazy to think, but it's not. However, this is only from sixty companies, and this was only one year. In twenty seventeen, one hundred companies did not pay the income tax. Not to mention that Trump lowered it from thirty five percent to twenty one percent. So 
that refund in itself, just that on last year, is small. One, because it's not the 21%. Right. Two, uh, they didn't pay it, and it was only 60 companies. So just to uh, paint a picture on the bigger scale, this has been happening for years. Yeah. Right? So the fact that this has been going on for a very long time means that you've been, we, the people of this country, have been missing out on a very large chunk of change. Yeah. And so what, you know, to go what we were talking about, uh, you know, we were, we both ended up uh, researching this ITEP, the Institute on uh, Taxation and Economic Policy. Sorry, <laughs> I don't have my glasses. Um, but when I was looking at it, it was talking, uh, it outlined uh, 60 companies avoiding all federal income taxes in 2018. Mm-hmm. But it talked about how much they made, their federal tax, and then the effective tax rate, which is, uh, I was looking at the effective tax rate and I was like blown away by this. So they're supposed to pay 21% in federal income taxes, right? Yeah. Most of these companies were in the negative percentile range. Um, so, for instance... Oh, yeah. Uh, this is why they're getting such giant rebates. Yeah. So, <laughs> Activision, Activision Blizzard, yeah. uh, in 2018, made $447 million. Mm-hmm. Their federal tax, negative $228 million. Yeah. Their effective tax rate, negative 51%. Yeah. That's insane. But they make video games. Okay. Why Amazon. They pay? <laughs> Let's do Amazon. And I, I feel like this is wrong for Amazon. I mean, because this chart says that it's in millions. So I'm going to, I believe this is 10835000 million, the way it's set up. Federal tax, negative 129. Effective tax rate, negative 1%. And so it's just, you know, the list goes on, yeah. you know, uh, American Electric uh, Power, um, Amarin, I don't know what that is, uh, Aramark, $315 million in profit, negative mm-hmm. 48. Uh, JetBlue is on there. Yeah. Uh, Delta might be on there. Delta is on here. Um, Avis Budget Group, oh, you know, Avis. the car rental yeah. place, right? Mm-hmm. Chevron, CMS Energy, and there are, I mean, there are tons of companies. Yeah, saying. see, there are de- there's Delta Airline. I was just trying to say companies that people are more familiar, familiar with. with. Yeah, <laughs> there are, are like all kind of companies. Yeah, Duke Energy. Uh, all the, like it's just crazy looking at this. Yeah, like man, and this Halliburton. Mm. Ah, oh. Even speaking of that, look, Halliburton. We're talking about the military. Yeah, and how much they get. You know, mm-hmm. their budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're talking about defunding the police in these riots. Yeah. Uh, but hell, defund the military too. <laughs> yeah, I wish people would see my deadpan face right now. I don't. Oh, I right? don't want. I don't want it to sound like I'm just saying some yas and and mm-hmms. But uh, this is, you know, I've got the most deadpan face. I mean, because it's just, it's, it's true. I mean, we when we were researching that the other day, well, uh, what is it? The U.S. spends more than the next ten countries combined. That is in. Like, think about that. Like, we spend more than the next 10. That's crazy. Yeah. And it also should make people ask the question, like, where the hell is my money going? Yeah. Where is this money going? Like, it's it's going to the military. That's insane. Defense spending. 
um, so what was most it like? of it? Over Sorry, most it of it. Seven hundred plus billion dollars yeah. that they uh, spent mm-hmm. uh, in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and education was one of the lower ones, one of the lowest. Wow. Public housing, education. Let's see. These things are being cut while money is being diverted to your military. Now, for anyone listening, this is, again, don't get this twisted and think that we hate the military. Oh, absolutely not. Right? It just means you need to think about what you're doing with your money and spend it wisely. Because... We're, number one, we're in a in a in a in a uh, global crisis, a global mm-hmm. health crisis. So I don't think there's a ton of wars that we are necessarily fighting individually right mm-hmm. now, right? So do you think that maybe we could use that money for literally anything else? Exactly. Um, you know, and when you think about, um, like you said, we spend more money than the next ten countries in line who That's spend so more crazy. money on military than anything else, and we spend more than all of those ten countries combined. You know, it's funny. I was looking up like how much uh, was how much money in the federal budget was allocated to the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. And so I went uh, when I just looked it up in general. um, (laughs) The first thing that came up, of course, was Wikipedia. I wanted to use a better uh, source source, than Wikipedia. (laughs) And so I went to the homepage of the U.S. Department of Education mm-hmm. and I cannot find it there which I think is just I th- I, th- I feel like that's funny because we saw it the other day oh really we, we looked it up the other day mm-hmm. remember um, we're not just making this stuff up off the top of our heads um, well but in do you remember what the budget was for the Education Department the other day I don't but so, like I said uh, we, there was that bar graph yeah and, and education was, was, was at the bottom much at the bottom yeah Education and public housing were one of the lowest funded, uh, you know. So, well, things. on according to Wikipedia, in two thousand, and this was in two thousand sixteen, though, uh, which since Betsy DeVos has been there, it's just been mm-hmm. cut and cut and cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dead the <laughs> according to Wikipedia, and forgive me, y'all, because it wasn't on the department's website, and I'm not going to be like reading the the budget the federal budget like have you ever seen it's ridiculous no i i Um, I just looked at new york city's budget mm -hmm. and it's just like four pages of this 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 i mean they categorize it but outside it's just money all of this money to this thing and this thing and this thing this much money to this thing but you don't really know what the thing is uh no sometimes yeah sometimes it was very specific which i actually really appreciated because it had stuff to do with like i was looking at policing and those types of Mm -hmm. things and it would say something like this much money is allocated towards like sexual assault or rape prevention oh, okay. and these types of victims and that sort of thing. So I was like, okay, well, good on you guys for at least doing some good stuff. Well, according to Wikipedia, in 2016, the federal government allocated $68 billion to education. $68 billion. Yeah. And how much does the military get well i mean that this these numbers are from 2016 so i would hate to compare that because i don't uh, the numbers that i have for the military are from 2019 okay i'm still willing to bet that those numbers haven't probably changed a ton and if they did then i would assume that military spending went up or military funding went up and education went down because as you said betsy devos came in and she started cutting Right, so you know well, education has gone down, and you know military has gone up. 
So and, okay. And we know that. We just don't know what the exact numbers are. So I just I looked it up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and according to the Washington Post, um, in 2016, uh, it was. Uh, well, no, it says this is in 2015. Uh, but it says in 2015, the military budget was $586 billion. Thanks, Obama. And so, <laughs> well, I mean, it, I'm sure that it increased under Obama as too. Right, I ain't gonna. Course. Every single one. I love Barack Obama. Barack, if you're listening, I love your black ass. Right. I, but I, mean, I was just being the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, thanks, Obama. <laughs> but, I mean, it went from that to now... It's seven hundred plus billion dollars, and education is continuing to, be to cut. drop. And not just education. I mean, you know, you could really talk about that in any. Well, like uh, really, said, I think is you just any kind of social service. Yeah, like we said, public housing. Yeah, uh, we about to have a shit ton of homeless people, y'all, and we don't have funding for public housing. Man, people are always asking me about housing and how to find it, how to and and in general, people don't ask. Uh, because I, I deal with the public a lot in my work, which is like in the community. People don't ask me how they go about get on housing, although sometimes they do. But the majority of the time, it's just trying to find some kind of housing. Like, they're willing to pay, but I mean, yeah. rent is so damn expensive now. Mm-hmm. Like it, Oh, that's another thing. As rent prices have increased steadily steadily mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. whilst wages cost of living yeah the, yeah. the cost of living and, and the average wage has not increased mm-hmm. so people are not making enough money to keep up oh absolutely so if you know anything about the poverty line i i researched uh, i looked into the poverty line and how those things work uh even somebody who makes 15 dollars an hour is barely over the poverty line right, as a single yeah. person in America. And that's only if you're by yourself. Let's pretend like it's you and you have a wife and a kid. Mm-hmm. That's three people in a household. Mm-hmm. If you and your wife only make $15 an hour, you're below the poverty yeah. line. A great number of Americans spend about 70% of their income just on housing. on housing. And then think about if they have kids. They have to go to work in order to make that money. Yeah. So who's watching their kids if they're not in school? Yeah. And child care, maybe because they are not school aged and child care is their only option. Mm-hmm. So listen, I know you worked in child care. Right. I worked in a daycare for Yo, about five years. Listen, y'all. That shit is expensive. This is a pretty, pretty penny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, it like it's crazy. It's like it's a damn car note like a month. Bro, I talked to one of my buddies that I've known since second grade. Yeah. I he we were talking we had a conversation about something I don't know somehow it came to came to childcare mm-hmm. and he said just for one of his kids mm-hmm. is one thousand dollars per month. Damn, that's crazy. One thousand dollars per month for childcare. And people might say to him, "Well, you could probably find a cheaper place," but when it's your children, yeah. <laughs> and you Do know you, you have can, a kid, then you, you wouldn't say yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have a kid, but right. if I if I mean if if it was my kids and like. When I ever have kids, do you care about them? freaking lily. First of all, I worked in child in a daycare, yeah. so I already know what they be doing to them. Correct, kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you and I are coming from the same place. I worked, <laughs> for real, and I worked for a good school district. Yeah, I worked for Fort Bend uh, after school uh, extended day, you know, mm-hmm. program. And granted, we did do a lot of things. We did projects, and yeah, you know, 
they, they had fun and, and you know they had um, like routine and these types of things uh, mm-hmm. a system was set in place they had clubs and all these types of things um, I was in charge of a chess club mm. you know you yeah, used I remember to play that. chess yeah. all the time right so it's like it's not just people sitting there watching your kid for oh, eight no, hours yeah. right but the fact of the matter is is like it just it just astronomically expensive again it's ridiculous inflation is a thing everything is more cost of living is more Mm -hmm. everything is going up and people are not being paid more so you you know we're making we're we're putting us we're we're creating a society or we're allowing ourselves to live in a society that's being created to put people into debt you know it's just a it's just not it's not working and so i think on that note uh, it's a good segue for universal income. Are you love any any note to talk about yeah. universal income with you? You gonna segue that shit? You know what? You could apply that everywhere. Right? <laughs> I gotta go to the dentist. You know what? That might be a little easier to do with a little universal income. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, I looked into companies, not companies, uh, countries, and uh, even places. All around the world, uh, and even in America, you can see we're looking at a map right now that has mm-hmm. a little red dot for countries and places in the world that have exercised or practiced universal basic income. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see there's a lot of them actually in the United States. This looks like California. This looks like uh, Washington. What do you think that is? That's got to be like Utah or Nebraska, something like Somewhere that. Somewhere in Central Texas. Right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. At least eight places. I mean, in America. Central America. I'm sorry, not Central America, but like the Midwest. The, the Midwest. It. Never mind. I don't the, know what I'm talking the about. The Midwest. Uh, Alaska does it. Uh, the money can. Range, oh yeah, that's true. The money can range from two thousand per person when oil prices are high to a thousand dollars in cheaper. And gas so they years. get this a month. A month. Got it. Right. Uh, and let's look at this. Economists investigated whether the payment was leading people to work less and found that the dividend had no effect on employment overall. It has, apparently, had an effect on fertility, encouraging families to have more kids. It also had some unexpected effects on the state's politics. Mm. Um, North Carolina, they did it in North Carolina, and they got $4,000 to $6,000 per year. Economists found that uh, it doesn't make them work less. It uh, does lead to improved education and mental health and Mm -hmm. decreased addiction and crime. A decrease in addiction and crime for giving people money. Uh, I'm surprised that you, I mean, I know you are, um, and I hate to take it here, but I'm just really surprised just because of the rhetoric and, you know, the stereotypes that I've, mm-hmm. that have been associated with this type of thing. Right. Uh, but I know you different kind of white folks, mm-hmm. but white folks most of the time don't like shit like this. They feel like, uh, right. They feel I, like it's like you, um, you know, that's not that's not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, this is the the, the famed expression: "Pull yourself up by your bootstraps." Do yeah. it yourself. Eat the grit, grin and bear it. You sh- it, There's nothing wrong with struggling. Just work hard, and you can do it. I mean, it ain't nothing wrong with struggling, but God, dang. This is. I mean, some people will kill themselves in order to just get by. And so, you think this is something that we should have in America? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So um, you know what would the you know what the question would be to you? Of, uh, what? <laughs> what, what what would the question be? I feel like you already know it. Who's gonna pay for this? Who's gonna pay for <laughs> it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what did we talk about? How about those uh, Fortune 500 companies that 
don't pay any taxes whatsoever okay. and then get refunds. Why are they getting refunds for paying taxes? Let's talk about diverting some of this funding towards uh, the $700 billion into military spending mm-hmm. uh, when we're not necessarily fighting wars that shouldn't be fought. Uh, well, is it these like these Fortune 500 companies, is it their responsibility to just write checks and just uh, give their money away to poor people? No, because that's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're doing their due diligence. They're paying mm-hmm. taxes just like every other working class person does. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I agree with you. I probably would have answered that question different, though. Because the way I look at it is, yes, they should. Because these people who uh, that we are talking about that should get this money, these are some of your main... Uh, consumers these are the people that keep right. your companies afloat yes you yes you have a responsibility I feel like as a when you business owner to care for your consumer absolutely in every way so if there is a a way that you know about like like you said like by paying taxes or something like that if there's a way to help the consumer because we are a consumer driven nation like that's really how we, you know, make money in this gets a consumer, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. I, I I would have said yes. These yes, these companies have a responsibility uh, uh, to make sure that their consumers are Listen, okay in every way. If rappers can do it, the, the 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 perception that you know the average middle-aged white person has of a rapper is mm-hmm. somebody who is like a thug or does drugs or you know has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know shady dealings these types of things uh are these things true yes to an extent but are they all necessarily thugs no snoop dog so many rappers what do they do when they make money they literally put it back into the, yeah, the they, community they in which they came yeah, from yeah you come out say the hood you got it yeah they put it back in the hood right and that's just gonna say it was on your lips i mean you can <laughs> you can label it whatever you want if that's where they came from yeah it's their community that's and their they, life experience yeah and they're wanting to make it better and help it prosper yeah so you know the idea if if rappers can do it give back why can't major corporations yeah shout out to nipsey hustle og triple og mm. manitoba canada in from 74 to 79 they gave out money um the basic income seemed to benefit residents physical and mental health there was a decline oh, wow. in doctor visits and an 8.5 percent reduction in the rate of hospitalization other places the netherlands iran kenya Na- Nam- namibia india china all of these places practice uh, a sort of basic income wow that's so interesting how these things ha- have been put in place and they have been successful and there is research to show that these practices were successful but then it's just so hard for us to adopt these types of concepts here yeah um and you know that with that uh reduction in did it say a reduction in hospital visits or doctor's visits it said a reduction in doctor visits and a reduction in hospitalization yeah i mean that's what you know that was uh a lot of why the affordable care act aka obamacare was important because Many people who don't have insurance just go to the hospital and say, fuck it, I just won't pay the bill. Yeah. As opposed to, and they'll do that for anything, a cold, uh, you know, an ear infection. Those are things that you can go to the doctor for. But because they don't have insurance, they go to, you know, they go to the emergency room. They go to the ER. Yeah. And now you have, uh, you know, what happens when you have, I mean, number one, ERs are flooded. Mm-hmm. 
right? Not every single one oh, of trust them. Trust me, I know. Yeah, right? But, you know. <laughs> I've waited, I, at, like, literally, bro, I have waited an entire day in an ER. Yeah. Like, hours upon hours upon hours. From like, just, and, just, to, just looking for help from a sickle cell crisis. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like, people don't understand, like, waiting hours like that, like that in, in pain. pain. Oh, my God. But I, I have gotten to the point now where... I've had to learn to like meditate or like I listen to music really loud in my headphones. Sometimes like, you know, doing anything you can to just whatever, just to, yeah, just to distract myself. Like I'll get up and fucking pace around the room. Um, and that's just if the pain is something that I can handle Mm -hmm. because when you have a sickle cell crisis, sometimes like the, there are variations of the pain. Like sometimes it's just so damn intense that, like, even when they do give you pain medicine, that shit don't work. Uh, but it's better than having nothing. Um, and so, yeah, waiting in waiting rooms. There have been times that I have gone to a waiting room door and seen the amount of people uh, in that waiting room. And I'm like, oh, no, fuck it. Like, I'll, I, I need to, like, deal with it at home or yeah. or do something or, like, try to come back later. I wish yeah. it was, like, a sign-in sheet right. until you be back Somebody here in 10 minutes. And something. Come back. Yeah, because... Yeah, man. I, I think I probably have waited up. I'm going to say probably about the longest time between 12 to 14 hours to Jesus be seen. Christ. And this is at a local hospital yeah. that is generally like a really nice hospital. Like it's not like a county. Like for us, we think of like yep. Dental. Tell them what the hospital is. Yeah. Oh, well, it's Methodist. Yeah. Methodist I mean, it's in Methodist. Sugar Land. <laughs> yeah. Like it's and it do is. You, do you respect Methodist? Do you think Methodist is a wonderful great hospital are Have you asking you me that anybody who's listening oh, what okay. is their perception of methodist because sometimes you can go to the er and sit there for 14 hours yeah. before anybody sees you or takes care of you i don't think they do it on purpose though of i mean i not. don't think they do it on purpose but it's just like i've, I've learned to sit there and shut the hell up and just well, wait i mean like i don't <laughs> want to give anybody ideas but the magic word in the emergency room is chest chest pain. hurts yeah that's i'm it. having <laughs> chest pain it's yeah. a crushing chest pain then they will look at you right away yeah because, because it could be, be like a heart, a heart attack, attack right yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I always look at people sometimes that are like not used to being in the hospital or that don't go a lot or mm. are using it for i guess the doctor's office because yeah. they start to like act like mad or they get an attitude uh-huh. or they'll start to just act like they're in so much pain and right. they go up to the counter and they're like leaning on the counter because yeah they're to get what they're, you know, and in my head i'm for. like girl sit your ass down right. like you like they they are not gonna take you like trust me i trust me i know like first, the best. Yeah, as you just look at me like hey first time yeah like for yeah. real the best thing to do is sit sit down and try to find something to <laughs> those, distract yeah you. those work memes first yeah. day first day huh yeah for real that's what it feels like you must be new here yeah you definitely new here because if you think that um they'll call security on your ass yeah. before they yeah. before they say okay let me take you back yeah because then i'd be like hold up yeah. i was here before her this <laughs> makes me this makes me think about um people who get who get uh, upset about socialized medicine Right or, or universal uh, healthcare because they they have this idea that things will become so clogged up and so backed up that it, it will take you like months and months and months just to have anything mm-hmm. done. Oh for yeah, that's you. so true. And it's like this is happening right now. Yeah, I was gonna say you know um, I have is. yeah I have insurance on my job. This and is how you, it is here. Yeah, you got to get referred and all that yeah. stuff, and sometimes that takes months. Yeah, you first of all you have to find a doctor who has availability. Right? Can you find one? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just. I'm gonna throw this out there for anybody who's had any endoscopic procedure done, 
if they've ever called a doctor and tried to schedule a colonoscopy or an endoscopy or something like that, those people should know that a lot of times you ain't seeing anybody, you ain't having a procedure done for like two months. Well, I mean, yeah, because they, they want the insurance company before they pay for it. They want to know why do you need no. this? No. No. Oh, it's really? Because what the is doctor, it? because that's how far appointments are backed up. Why? Because there's a demand. Because people mm. are unhealthy and sick, and they want to know what's going on. They want to know why they are bleeding out of their ass, or they have colon cancer, oh, or okay. they have stomach pains, or they're alcoholics because they have so much anxiety from not being mm. able to pay their bills, and it's eaten a hole in their stomach, and they have to go figure out what's going on. Like, just when, that's what I'm saying. It's not it didn't have anything to do with insurance. Call to schedule to get to have a procedure done to have a colonoscopy, and they're going to say, "Cool, can you come back in two months?" So people have this whole idea that it's like you know, universal healthcare is going to you're not you're you're going to lose the quality of care, and you won't get it when you need it. No, we're we're already there with uh, you know single payer system and all this other sort of thing. So, um, but do you think anything like you think these things will change when we? I, I definitely don't feel like they're going to change with our current president. But uh, like, I don't think, do think it necessarily. I don't think it has to do with the. Uh, some of it has to do with the president because the president is an influential figure. Yeah. Now, when I say influential, what I just mean is by like the way that he behaves, it affects when people watch him. It will affect them, and it will embolden them, or it will um, keep them ignorant or blind or unaware from other possibilities because he will spit his truth and other people will follow suit instead of questioning instead of asking why instead of seeking other opportunities or other possibilities they mm -hmm. just go with what is fed to them i guess i think about these old school type of presidents then the ones who were also great legislatures well legislators you know the I, ones who were able to go to congressmen and senators and say we need to work together like on this and this is why and you know basically someone who's like rallying the troops for the good cause i don't know any of those presidents you don't know any of those presidents i don't know a single one okay. and if and not not in my lifetime or my parents lifetime i would say a good jfk JFK. JFK was the, in my opinion the last good president i mean obama i loved obama not saying mm -hmm. obama was bad uh, if you look at president's approval ratings, mm -hmm. JFK has the highest approval rating uh, in the last, like, 60 years. But the difference with JFK is, is that he didn't really get to do... JFK... He did things, JFK but he... JFK prevented the... Uh, prevented oh, no, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Cre the Cuban it, yeah. Missile Crisis. He prevented war. Mm -hmm. JFK prevented war, and, and they killed him. And that's great. But, I mean, he, he prevented war, and that's and, but great. There, were, there were other places... That he promoted war now. That's I mean, but and the, but then also J JFK. Lives. Unfortunately, JFK was killed, so he did not have enough time in office to make the kind of impact that probably would have affected right. how people looked at him. All I'm saying is he was, as far as approval ratings go, mm -hmm. he's the high. He has the highest approval rating among Americans. I, I and and I do get that. I just always think it's unfair to throw him in there because he didn't. You know, there like uh, how long was he president? He was president from 1961 until 1963. Okay, that's not a lot of time. Not like even, to, yeah, no, two, maybe maybe two years. That's not a lot of time to be president. So of course but his that's uh, a, I mean, his rating would be good. You can see, people mean, people loved him. People loved his wife. They loved the family. Uh, but also, I would say he was he was the guy that, like you said quote unquote. I don't like to use the term rally the troops because mm -hmm. I don't like to think of ourselves as a you know that's just. In, that's just giving the idea or the mindset that we are a military system, mm. right? He brought the people together. 
right? He and he was the one who said, "That's not what your country can do for you, but, but what, what can you, you can do, do for, for your, your country, country, right? Meaning your neighbors, your people, your fellow man. What can you do for each other when you care about other people? Mm-hmm. When other people prosper, you prosper." Another thing that he said that I really liked, um, and I don't know if this is his quote or, or, or if it was someone else's, but he said something to the effect of uh, the one thing that we all have in common is that we all inhabit this small planet. Mm-hmm. So basically saying like we're all connected, yeah. you know, so you got to treat each other right. JFK has a, he's got a, there's a great speech uh, that he did. He makes a reference to the amount of salt the, the concentration of salt in the ocean mm-hmm. uh, compared to the concentration of salt in our blood. I uh, really uh, don't know why it is that uh, all of us are so committed to the sea, except I am, uh, I think it's because, in addition to the fact that the sea uh, changes and the light changes and uh, ships change, it's because uh, we all came from the sea. And it is an interesting uh, biological fact that all of us have in our veins the exact same percentage of salt in our blood that exists in the ocean. And therefore, uh, we have salt in our blood, in our sweat, in our tears. We are tied to the ocean. And when we go back to the sea, whether it is to sail or to watch it, we are going back from whence we came. And thank you, Mr. President. Mm. That was an awesome speech. Just uh, just magnificent, moving, yeah. touching. I know you said that you like felt like it really impacted you. Like why? I, I feel it a little bit in my soul. Just it's the way that he it's the way that he talks, it's the tone in his voice. I can feel the sincerity in the words yeah. that he's saying. Yeah. And he's almost, um, he's putting everybody on the same page. Yeah. And he's very, um, he's very presidential. Like, I think that sometimes people, uh, don't really like that term, but it is a thing. I mean, there aren't, you know, everyone isn't president. So there yeah. is a certain way that yeah. presidents have. He has the aura yeah. about him. Exactly. So. Yeah, that was really uh, that was really nice for me too. So, we hope you uh, enjoyed our uh, third episode, everyone. We hope you have questions about it, and you know, like we were talking about in the episode with evictions, we really would hate for someone to have to go through that. So, we hope that some of the information that we shared is uh, is helpful to anyone, beneficial. Yeah, I feel like if anybody's listening and they even have questions about that or they know somebody reach out to us absolutely oh yeah because this is something uh these types of things are actually things that i do in my everyday job yeah if we can um, help you please reach out we would love to help you yeah just just, yeah definitely reach out to us at our gmail two bros diffmos at gmail.com and any one of our social media platforms and also guys don't uh forget that we're now on itunes um and we also have a facebook page so we hope that you like follow and share our facebook page uh and yeah We'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, see you anon. Frazier, I'm sorry, it's Frazier. Oh. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys, see you later.